You're listening to the Legion of Reason. Welcome to this, the 187th episode of the Legion of Reason Diversion. In this week's episode, Ray, I have with me the uh, constantly triggered Twyla. Uh, what? Hopefully later. Spicy. <laughs> Not for this episode. Uh, oh. For this episode, you are the constantly triggered Twyla. And uh, hopefully in a few minutes, we'll be joined by the internally misogynized Christine. And I am the supremely bigoted, irreverend Dr. Randy Tyson. Uh, welcome once again. Uh, today we have the trial of a Calgary woman accused of failing to provide the necessaries of life for her son because of her distrust of modern medicine. That trial began this past week. The trial of a bountiful British Columbia uh, fundamentalist LDS group. Uh, they're charged with removing their daughters from Canada for sexual purposes in 2004. That trial has been going on in Cranbrook for the last uh, two weeks. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we take a look at some of the revelations from their diaries that were introduced as evidence. Two Winnipeg faith-based hospitals announced that they will violate patient rights and not allow medical aid in dying to those who request it. And this is with the uh, uh, permission of the Manitoba government. And on the regressive left files, we have a story of one of the greatest cases of Poe's law ever. Absolutely fantastic. My hat's off to this uh, gentleman, and he suckered in the Guardian uh, wonderfully. Uh, what else have we got? We got a couple other things. I'm just trying to remember what we got going on here. Uh, if we get time, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the death of Fidel Castro. And But in the meantime, I guess we could uh, start with uh, the uh, uh, current trial going on here. Let me get the uh, page up. Where is it now? Do, 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 do. This is complicated business. Uh, the trial, trial, trial. Uh, here we go. Yeah, all he needed was antibiotics. A uh, boy who died from strep lived in squalor. Uh, this is CTV News. And a seven-year-old boy who died from a strep infection three years ago uh, and was just treated with dandelion tea and oil of oregano. All he needed to, you know, <clears throat> to uh, cure him was some antibiotics. And a uh, mother of uh, uh, Ryan Alexander Lovett, uh, Tamara Lovett, she's 47 and is charged with failing to provide the necessaries of life and with criminal negli negligence causing the death of her son. Uh, so an autopsy revealed that the boy had contracted uh, group A streptococcus infection and pneumonia and eventually died from basically all those major organs shut down. Uh, so they've in the opening arguments, the uh, prosecutor stated that Lovett uh, would not take the boy to a doctor. Uh, even though a friend did recommend it the day before, Lovett called 911, and she did not believe in conventional medicine or doctors. Unfortunately, by the time she called 911, it was uh, too late. And I think, oh, is it Christine back? Is Christine back in here? Let's get Christine in here. Yes, she is. There we go. <clears throat> so Christine is here. She's... Uh, some of the stuff that came has been coming out of here. Like, like they recorded uh, love, uh, uh, Tamara Lovett, uh, 
her interview with the police and uh, yeah it's pretty pretty bad I mean she was obviously upset but my goodness take the kid to a doctor uh, she said oh god my poor little boy uh, in an interview with police after hours he, uh, hours after he died at uh, the Alberta Children's Hospital and she said it's just flashing back why is this going on I'm a failure you do everything you can for your kids well I, I beg to differ but you know he he's uh, he had these flu-like symptoms of course non nondescript uh, worsened a couple days before his death he was clean, complaining of pain in his legs his skin became jaundiced his urine was dark and he was having trouble standing now where have we heard that before yeah well and the other parts of this the living in squalor bit i've been talking to some people and they've they they feel this is a child abuse case on top of just medical neglect so, yeah. so she was, and, and uh, why apparently she why was three thousand dollars behind in her rent so she was uh, you know not exactly doing well financially uh the boy did not have a birth certificate and yeah he didn't attend regular school so why why did she not it's social services was never called for one, and it makes me wonder how she lived all this time for his seven years. Yeah, and that basically hit him from, from view. Uh, so all he got was, what, oil of oregano and, uh, what was it, dandelion tea? Yeah, the yeah. other case, the Stefan case, they were trying similar types Something of. similar, yeah, that, this is very, very... Uh, uh, reminiscent of that and yeah so we'll, we'll see how this goes continues on uh, it's a terrible well, it's a tragic thing, story that's very preventable you know the thing to really note is that the Altis aren't rallying around her the way they did the Stephans the Stephans were well, the uh, religious of, community yeah part of well uh, that Mormon and community. they did sell supplements they're part of that group and they had a lot of um, media as far as social media to rally around them Whereas in this case where uh, they, the child lived a lot longer than the Stefan child, for goodness sakes. So, yeah. But even more off the grid than the Stefans ever were. Yeah, they were saying she lived totally off the grid. It's, so no social services, no doctors, no nothing. How did she live that whole time? Obviously, uh, she was behind on her rent. Yes, $3,000 What did she behind. do to make money? She didn't sell supplements. Well, she was, an, I believe, an artist. So she was uh, trying so. to sell... Uh, Goodness. Yeah, she she didn't have full time work because she was caring for Ryan. Whether that means anything, I don't know. Uh, always sick. But yeah, I don't know. But uh, the person who visited them, uh, we uh, well, who was uh, actually owns the building, uh, had came came in and saw the the child, and he said, uh, "I I feel really really bad with myself because I stood there on the la that last day looking out the window and looking at the, that kid, and I'm pissed off that this kid's faking it." I'm looking at the kid and I'm saying, why do you want to do this to your mother? Um, <laughs> what? Wow. Did he what? ever misread that? <laughs> the kid's dying. Um, yeah, the the guy thought that he was faking it. The child is jaundiced and clearly <laughs> was becoming um, dehydrated. Yeah, he was emaciated. <sighs> yeah. Wow. So very it's no wonder people don't do anything. They just the assumptions and then staying out of it and yeah yeah a, a very uh, tragic case that was uh, never had to happen uh, we'll see I how that goes you're, you're you're there okay hi christine oh that. by the way you're the inter uh, internally misogynized christine tonight yeah okay <laughs> once we get into those stories yes yeah yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. So, so anything to say on the, this case, uh, Christine? Well, I was going to add the Stefans were also part of a faith community, whereas I think, um, yeah. uh, what's that woman? Um, she wasn't, right? So she didn't have that, I guess, community to lobby behind her and that kind of thing. Because you guys were talking about how the um, natural medicine people weren't you know, r- rallying around her. Hey? No, then I'd, in this case, I think they'll stay out of it because there's clearly more child abuse involved. Yeah. Well, I don't, you know, you, was it this, um, the Stefan father that you, that you were quoting, Randy? No, this was uh, the, I don't know if he's a landlord or, yeah, it must be the landlord or the guy that <gasps> oh. took care of the place. So he, wow. he actually saw the uh, Ryan before, before he died. Huh. Yeah. Um, very unfortunate. Yeah, terrible. And when the uh, paramedics got there, they had to call in a second ambulance for some reason. Uh, they were having trouble getting equipment in the room. It was kind of a mess, uh, that kind of thing. So uh, somebody who probably has some issues of her own. Well, obviously. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I, just, I don't want to speculate too much, but for someone to be that off the grid must have been in fear a lot of just society i i just can't even imagine what that child went through yeah probably didn't know what it was what he was going through i mean when you're a kid you just accept everything as normal yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah okay we can we can move on to this one now uh cbc uh news here and Jehovah's Witnesses' process for handling child sex abuse allegations keeps authorities in the dark. So this was a yeah. an investigation uh, by a French Canadian program, uh, Enquête. So Melanie uh, Poiré was ten when she started taking piano lessons, and it would prove to be an experience that changed her life forever. At that very first lesson, she said her piano teacher sexually assaulted her. It went on for five years. So her father is in the next room has no idea what's going on uh just waiting for her lesson to be over and he would uh uh ejaculate in front of her uh and sexually assault her everything and he was an elder in the jehovah's witness as as her own father was an elder in the jehovah's witnesses which is a big problem because you know he's basically religious authority and within the jehovah's witness or you know the all of the cases of sexual assault of, of minors goes to the national office of the the the, uh, uh, the watchtower, and there has to be a second witness to to what happened, or else they wouldn't even talk about it, especially when it's an elder. So, not too many of these ever got beyond uh, hearing it out, and it, it, of course, needless to say, nothing, none of them have ever. Uh, none of these complaints have ever been received by the police. Uh, Radio Canada also heard allegations that a five-year-old boy from Quebec, uh, a Quebec congregation, was made to repeat his story in front of the man he said uh, abused him, which is another part of the process. Uh, the boy's mother told Enquette the allegations were dismissed because the child did not have a second witness to the alleged assault. Jeez. And in its investigation, Radio Canada obtained a questionnaire designed to guide Jehovah's Witness elders interviewing children alleging sexual abuse it includes the question how many elders believe the victim is to blame or willingly participated in the act if you can believe it so all of this stuff is biblical uh you know uh, there must be two or three eyewitnesses from deuteronomy no action can be taken if there is only one witness that's just from john 
in the book of Matthew, uh, if your brother commits a sin, go and reveal his fault between you and him alone. So they basically have to stand in front of the accused and re- re- recount things. Uh, it, it's not a good situation. Uh, a recent royal commission in Australia found the Jehovah's Witness church there had recorded allegations of child sexual abuse against 1,006 members. Not one allegation was reported to authorities outside the church. Um, earlier this year, California court ordered the Watchtower Society to submit a database of the alleged pedophiles among its ranks, but the society has yet to do so. So they're balking. It's pretty unbelievable. Well, kind of. I can believe it. I mean, yeah. Uh, these are cloistered. I mean, who? They're religious. Who? Who would possibly, if they're religious, do something like this? Right. Of course, the rest of us are like yeah, any one of you. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know. Uh, I mean, they're in positions of authority. Uh, it's difficult to uh, get caught. I mean, even if you're caught, there's never going to be another witness. Uh, so you, your chances of actually meeting with justice are pretty much nil, and they never go to the police at all. No. And that's got to change. They have their own internal processes. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, yeah, that's how see how where that's worked for them so far. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no justice for for victims. Which do you prefer, victims or survivors? Um, I hate both. <laughs> yeah, I hate both too. <laughs> both have have. I was I was going to say problematic, but I got to stop using that word. <laughs> I hate that word too. But that's mostly because of some people that we're going to be talking about later. I usually use it up to the person we're talking about to decide what what label, I guess. And in this case, we can't really ask. So, yeah, I guess I, of the two terms, I prefer survivor. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. victim is just too uh, victim e. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not not to say that that's not the reality, but um, you know, if the if the purpose is to heal from something. Labeling yourself a victim doesn't facilitate that process, I guess. Yeah, I, that's yeah. that's the problem I have as well. And but survivor is also not right because you know, like you you survive an airplane crash, right? Yeah. But I don't know about assault. It's not a good word either. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we can yeah, come up with a, a new pronoun. Yeah, <laughs> appropriate pronoun for for assault. I don't know. People that report well, it wouldn't be a pronoun. It'd be just a noun. They're kind of heroes if they manage to get somewhere with it, get the perpetrator put away. Mm. Yeah. Where to, where to next? I can go mm. to physician-assisted dying. Or it's such a crazy topic in Canada right now. I mean, it is. I, it is, I yeah. thought, is that becoming part of our constitution then, or? No, it's part it's of the, the the Constitution was used, or not the Constitution, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms was used to strike down the laws uh, that banned, that prohibited uh, medical assistance in dying. So it, it's essentially implied by the Constitution, or oh, I keep wanting to say Constitution, uh, Charter of Rights and Freedoms, and <laughs> so it's a little, when, little different than America. When they, this is law then, they are working on the laws for it. Are these, there should be consequences for not, following well the, the law of the land basically unfortunately they doing this under the auspices of the manitoba government now in canada health is a national uh, priority so there's you know the canada health act which governs uh that mandates health but it's administered by the provinces so it's up to each mm-hmm. individual province to administer uh, physician assisted dying how they see fit. Um, so it's, it's, it's a little complicated, but 
it's not bad idea, especially with the country so diverse or ge geographically diverse as Canada, because every province has different uh, needs, and they, you know, like uh, for instance, PEI doesn't have the same problem as Northern Manitoba. So Manitoba uh, has to has a much bigger presence in small communities that are basically only accessible by aircraft. Um, so what, you know, what would have to happen is people would need to demand these services within their province. Yeah, they have to go to the province and say, because especially with the nebulosity of, of Bill C-14, it doesn't say that, unlike Bill uh, 52 in Quebec, it's Bill 52 Quebec says, no, you're not opting out. We don't, you know, there's no hospital that can opt out. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, there's room for that in Bill C-14, and Man Manitoba has kind of struck a deal with the faith-based institutions. Uh, like, uh, well, they say here in the, in this article that mm -hmm. uh, the province said allowing faith-based institutions to opt out is appropriate, whereas I don't think it is, and neither does our friend Arthur Schaefer, who says, uh, uh, "quote." Uh, it seems profoundly dubious that the religious affiliation of the hospital and of its top administrators and board should be able to prohibit patients from getting a medically mandated legal service. And I Not only that, after. what if it's the only um, per place offering services in the area? Like, if you get sick, you don't usually get to choose which hospital you go to. Yeah, well, these two hospitals are in Winnipeg. One is a Catholic hospital, that's St. Boniface, and the other is Concordia, which... Uh, as people have noted, is odd. It's a Mennonite faith-based hospital. Oh. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you got to do when you get sick and someone calls the ambulance? Can you mandate then where you get taken? Yeah, no, you can't. And this is this right. is a big issue. This is what kind of happened in, in Vancouver. Now, the, well, I can't remember the, the man's name, but he went in to, for medical tests, fully expecting to come out, went into a Catholic hospital and ended up uh, being diagnosed with a spinal stenosis, which is incredibly painful. And Ouch. he never came out again, uh, except to go to another hospital by transport. And that's what these uh, hospitals, St. Boniface and Concordia, are planning to do is that, you know, we're not going to do it here, but we can ship them off somewhere else. But the thing is, right. you're and when you're in that pain. amount of pain. Yes. And you have yeah. to be lucid when you yeah. make the statement that you wish to access medical assistance and dying services so <laughs> it's not they a prevent you from doing that while you are yeah. lucid it's terrible it's it's not it's it's wrong it's it's just fundamentally wrong yeah so there's two more in the mix and I, what i want to know is from the federal government are you going to take some some uh leadership role here and just say enough's enough this isn't right yeah and and you know that I, I keep saying it. Bill C-14 is a horrible bill. It is too vague and it's too restrictive. Yeah, I agree. And here, here's a face. Oh, I guess you can't see this. Uh, but anybody watching the YouTube mm -hmm. channel can see this mug. This is Margaret Somerville. And this, she was uh, right. giving a talk. She's the founder of McGill University Center for Medicine, Ethics, and Law. And she has got to be one of the worst ethicists on the planet. Uh, she is saying, uh, this is in the Catholic register, world, the world will regret euthanasia spread, bioethicist says. Uh, yeah, you know what? Is she Mother Teresa? Oh, she's almost <laughs> as bad. If she if she were, uh, Larry, Larry Moran, uh, a lot of listeners might know who he is. He's uh, a U of T 
he used to be. He's a retired. He's retired now. He's a geneticist. And well, is he a geneticist or he's a biologist? I uh, can't remember. Anyway, we were sitting at a table at INR this year, and he was saying of Margaret Somerville, she pretends to not be Catholic. Right. And and I think that's exactly the perfect way of putting it. She's clearly strongly influenced by Catholic values uh, to the point where it's I'm flabbergasted I mean I just don't understand how what she's putting forward could be ethical but anyway um, yeah just a quick plug for Larry Moran's blog it's called Sandwalk yes Sandwalk yeah 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 and I'm I'm hoping he's finished his book now (laughs) and uh, yeah he's got a book coming out a lay science book and uh, I'll see if he's done. I'm hoping he should be done by now. Uh, yeah, let's have him on the show when his um, book we should. launches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but you know if if Margaret Somerville says something's bad, you know you're doing something good. You're on, <laughs> you're on the right track. You are on the right track. That's how bad law. she is as at, at ethics, at ethicking. She was well, in Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, she was in Edmonton giving a talk. And Ugh. For what conference? Providence uh, Renewal Center event sponsored by the Center in Newman Theological College. Yeah. She said proponents of traditional values need to find ways to convince supporters of progressive values to reject practices such as euthanasia. Triggered. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good luck. Uh, no, yeah. you're not going to do it. Just going to bring us out more, and uh, we're just going to fight more. They're, to, just, uh, they're just dinosaurs waiting for the asteroid. Yeah. Randy said I was the triggered one, so I'm triggered. Yes, you're triggered today. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a bigot. You're just triggered. Bigot. I have internalized misogyny. Randy, what do you have? <laughs> uh, supreme bigotry. Oh, good. Okay. Okay, excellent. <laughs> well, I can be triggered now because that's. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Yeah, like, you, like you're never triggered. <laughs> Right. Well, this uh, triggers me when, I, they're, when they're when they when they when she's at a freaking sponsored event with the theological college saying we don't need euthanasia because she doesn't give a crap about people suffering. Well, um, oh, well, it's actually in here. Oh, uh, in their judgment uh, in the in the Carter case, which legalized euthanasia in Canada, the Supreme Court justices used the word suffer or suffering 212 times she noted so she's on a, is that what you were looking for no uh it was a line about we've forgotten uh how to find meaning in suffering oh gosh dude yeah, okay i'll slam your not. foot with a hammer and tell me how much meaning you find in your suffering <laughs> Again, yeah here it, is, here it is society has lost <laughs> its ability to find meaning in suffering something that used to happen in a religious context it, <sighs> Okay, torture is fine as long as it's in a a religious context. Good God, man. Yeah. I wonder if she's ever lost anybody. You know, it makes you question, like, has... how do you remain so ignorant to the suffering um, and callous to the suffering of people? If, you know, if you've lost a loved one in a painful kind of way and see them endure suffering for a long time, like what, what the hell is wrong with you? Look at yeah. Mother Teresa. She freaking celebrated other people's suffering right in front of them. Yeah. These people have no empathy. It, it's, it's a justification. It's like lying for Jesus. Well, this is lack of empathy for Jesus. <laughs> but okay. I'm sure they find some way to frame it so that they feel that they're exhibiting empathy in some way, right? Of course. The sanctity of life, all this language around yeah. it, obviously, you know. I'll read this here. Somerville recalled that when she began speaking of, quote, the secular sacred, unquote, there is no such thing, about 10 years ago, <laughs> or there shouldn't be such a thing. Uh, she said, uh, quote, everybody got mad at me, unquote, 
religious people maintained she was denigrating the sacred while secularists and atheists said she was trying to impose religion on them. Yet perspectives yep. such as atheism and environmentalism are secular religions. Some oh, yeah. say. It's a lot better <laughs> if people have secular religions than no religion at all. Oh, my gosh. I, wow. I, let me, wait a minute. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm an atheist. Uh, it's a religion. If I'm religious, it's a religion. How can I have no religion at all? Jesus. <laughs> atheist means non-theist, literally. Um, oh, gosh, this woman I can't guess I'm a humanist. Is that, is that religion enough? I'm embarrassed she's Canadian. I really am. Just yeah. embarrassed. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll just not touch the American USA. Yeah, right. She <laughs> says, we're going to have to give them some high-powered bioethics. No, um, lady. You mean no. uh, your Catholic-infused bioethics? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Catholic-infused, yeah. Which, which means it's a lack of ethics because you don't obviously care yeah. what other people want or need. It's only what you want or need. Well, you yeah, know, that's she, the thing. If you don't if want to be euthanized, don't ask for it. Well, exactly. exactly. It's pretty yeah. simple. Yeah. I was reading another article where somebody, it's the Right to Try organization. It was another Catholic register. Uh, 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 well, it means that, okay, I don't want to uh, <laughs> suffer. I don't want to suffer. I want to get cured. I see if I've got ALS, but I don't want to uh, be euthanized. And so yeah. I want to be able to have the right to try something that is a, a little, uh, you know, off-label treatment. Fine. You do. You can choose not to die. And you can choose to suffer. And Still. One, of the th one of the things that they said was that the, the right to life wasn't really talked about. You know, it kind of got lost in the right to die discussion. I'm like, you've always had the right to life. <laughs> no one's taking that away from you. Yeah. Oh, my someone goodness. a right think? doesn't mean they're taking any away. It's very much obvious. But they have to try to pretend it's not. She's triggered again. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, she is helping develop a specialization in bioethics at the School of Medicine at Notre Dame University in Sydney. I am so sorry, my Australian friends. I yeah. apologize. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, working with Sydney Archbishop Anthony Fisher. Oh, of course. Also internationally thought, known as a bioethicist. Oh. I thought Australia was pre getting pretty good at that uh, separation of church and uh, Well, they wife. gave us Ken Ham. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, but I think So I guess it's tit for tat. There you go. We, get, we got you back for Ken Ham. <laughs> uh. and, and yet I think they still came out behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it's, a, it's not as, as uh, comic as Ken Ham is. I, I love trolling Ken Ham's Twitter feed. I get so many Twitter <laughs> followers from doing that. Uh, but he's so repetitive, it's, it gets boring after a while. Yeah. Like he'll actually tweet something seven times, you know, it's just paraphrased slightly differently. And, and it's like, gee whiz, dude, <laughs> say it once and be done with it. I wonder if he's surprised that anyone's paying that much of attention then. Oh, I, he claims not to read his Twitter feed because of all the meanies like me. <laughs> uh, but but follower, his followers read uh if you know you get the usual questions like uh if if you don't think if it, god doesn't exist why are you t on twitter here well i'm pushing back against you guys pushing it on us <laughs> you know it's tip you know it's it's uh tit for tat but it's really well, actually i think thing. it is very important that they know that people know that there are other uh opinions out there you know well and now they're going extreme the other way saying that 
Well, you know how, I guess it's kind of going to go into politics here, but the Republicans have been taken over by the alt-right, essentially, and they're trying to complain the Democrats, they're trying to claim that the Democrats have been taken over by the alt-left. Oh, no, they're, they're still right. <laughs> you know, the Democrats are still right, as far as I'm concerned, but less, yeah, just less like, right. There isn't, there isn't any um, what they're, of what they're com- complaining about. I mean, actually, you still have the right to... Um, heterosexual marriage you still have the right to you still have all your rights what freaking right has been taken away from you i mean they're complaining about uh, political correctness well if you're going to be an asshole fine there isn't actually any jail for being a, a racist prick no there isn't yeah man. if you go kill a black guy yeah you're gonna get stuck in jail for being killing like it's not because you're racist it's because you murdered they're trying this false equivalency here is getting beyond ridiculous well, speaking of false equivalencies, yeah. Well, the the claim is the alt right is complaining that the other side has gone too far as well. That there's now an alt left, and their rights are being eroded by the so-called alt left. Thing is, when we cl- cl- complain about the alt left, it's the social justice warriors and such, and we're actually fighting against them. There isn't a whole big group in the United States or Canada or anywhere else that is alt left that is taking away people's rights the way that they want to be able to. Be racist the way that they want to push all of these religious um, problems. Like what we're complaining about is we want the right to die, and they don't. And they're complaining they no longer have the right to live. That's that false equivalency, and it's becoming more well, prevalent by the alt right people. They're like, oh, now we don't have the right to live. Bullshit! No one's saying that you have to die. No one's saying you have to sign something saying you want to die. Yet that's what they're saying and claiming. I don't know that it's so much the alt right because I don't know that they're well defined and there yeah, doesn't to be. Exactly it's a that. different element, you know. I think yeah. we're talking about the um, religious right. Yeah, here it's yeah. a religious right. There it's the alt right, and the alt right. No, is- the alt right has got those connections to you know, um, not all of them or whatever, but um, to racist groups and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like the, uh, nationalist the groups. groups. Yeah, yeah. But well, they're it's now quite a broad spectrum. Being it, it the, all of their white supremacists and such. The thing is, usually the 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 hate groups also include a lot of Catholic groups. Like, they're usually Catholic. They're usually, if they're going to be any religious, they're going to be Catholic. <laughs> really? So, hate yeah. Groups? Like, the, like the white as defined by so, Catholics have an association with that? Well, no. If you're a white supremacist, you're more likely to be Christian or Catholic or... I don't know about Catholics so much. Yeah, maybe I got that wrong. It's more likely Christian. So. Yeah, the uh, more fundamentalist um, yeah. religions. I, I don't know about Catholic. I don't think the church would... Ever officially, you know, condone? No, no, no. In fact, yeah. the Pope would probably be the first to speak out about it. Sorry. Yeah, well, they were okay with the Rwandan <laughs> genocide. We're hard enough on Catholics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's stick with Christian rather than well, the word Catholic. Sorry, I was I correct myself. We're not we're we're not hard on Catholics. We're hard on the Catholic Church. Yeah, that's that, yeah. That, that's true. Right. But there is a reason Thank we are you. hardest on the Catholic Church, and that is because they have such a high standing in Canada. I mean, they're the largest single Christian or uh, group in Canada, and they are the most uh, politically active. So that's that's why I I go after them a lot. And they kind of do have the most money out of any other Christian group, even in the States, so... Yeah, in certain parts uh, of the United States, they have a lot of Some of those mega churches and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are they not Catholic? They're... No, the they're usually, um, 
yeah, it's evangelical, evangelical, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. I think. Yeah, it's uh, the the Catholic Church is more active in the Northeast, you know, like uh, okay. Massachusetts and that area. What's Texas? Oh, Fundy, Fundy Evangelical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Baptist. Yeah, they've as got well. mega Baptist. churches. Very Baptist. Okay. Thank you. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about it, but I do know that, yeah, that's Fundy Country. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I think I want to go on to the, well, let's do one more religious one, and then we'll, we'll go to uh, the regressive love files. Uh, Orthodox Christian. Here's this. Is, I'm going to, I use the Catholic uh, register. This is one of my favorite sources for stuff. Uh, the, uh, See, what is it? Uh, Orthodox Christian father loses free, uh, f- religious freedom and parental rights case. Uh, you found this right. one, Twata. So in Ottawa, this actually happened in Hamilton, I believe, but anyway. Uh, an Orthodox Christ- Christian father has lost a religious freedom and parental rights case before the Ontario Supreme Court, or uh, Superior Court, excuse me, even though the judge agreed his rights were encroached. Uh, this is on November 23rd, Ontario, Ontario Superior Court. This is hard to say. Ontario Superior Court Justice Robert B. Reed denied Steve Terlucas' request for a declaration of parental authority in education. He also refused a request that the Hamilton-Wentworth School Board be required to accommodate Terlucas' religious beliefs. Uh, uh, So Terlucas, Albertos, no, sorry, not Albertos, what's his name? Uh, Steve Terlucas is a member of the Greek Orthodox Church, and he requested in 2010 that the board inform him in advance when teachings contrary to his religious beliefs were to be taught so he could remove his two children from class. And oh, how the, long and was is, that list? Uh, what's in the list is funny, too. Among teachings he listed, and this is not a uh, all-encompassing list by any means, uh, no. were moral relativism, occult practices. Where, where, I missed that <laughs> class in high school. I want to hear um, his definition sex, of occult practices. <laughs> sex education, birth control, and the promotion of abortion or euthanasia. Uh, I also saw somewhere it included environmentalism. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Basically, so, almost anything could be, uh, maybe yeah. in his definition, under that. So what, his kids need to be exempted from every single course? Yeah, this is why we don't do uh, trigger warnings, people. Because <laughs> if you have to I, sit and figure out everybody's trigger, forget it. Forget yeah, it. Uh, I'm, I'm on the um, Hamilton Spectator. The uh, yeah, the Hamilton, Hamilton Spectator. Hamilton Spectator. The, the one, yeah. And it says here, um, where was it now? Oh, crap. Sorry, I scrolled up and lost it. Yeah. Oh, including sex, environmental issues, practices like astrology, wizardry, witchcraft, and spirit <laughs> guides, the LGBT community, euthanasia, euthanasia, and infanticide. Yeah, because infanticide's right up there with the things they're teaching. Infanticide. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I went through a whole <laughs> chapter on that. Right, right. <laughs> trigger, trigger, trigger. I remember trigger. that from grade three. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, see, it's just, just like... I, I, basically, you can't teach this freaking bible in school then well you're no kidding yeah you can't read can't read that bible buddy that's mm, a, but the first thing i thought I of when, when i read this was this is trigger warnings this is what this is and, and it's if you think it's garbage here guess what it's garbage when you know demanding university uh universities engage in this nonsense yeah right. yeah but at least this is a parent and you know um <laughs> yeah and, and he's not you actually the one being triggered <laughs> no, I know, but at least you know. Like, if, if you must invoke trigger warnings, at least he's in his misguided way trying to 
protect his children, right? As opposed to um, you mean insulate adults, grown ass adults running off to their safe spaces, right? <laughs> Not to say that there's not a, you know, certain times and places. The the word, you know, safe space has been distorted to something that it um, wasn't intended to mean originally, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, well, I don't yeah. even know the original meaning was is worthwhile either, but... Um, well, I don't know. I think, you know, there were sort of clubs and, and uh, social events. Or oh, you mean safe? Have, yeah, you know, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's, I got, you know... Yeah, that's true. Safe... Yeah, I, I get you that. Could, yeah. yeah, clubs, but they're not like areas that are, oh, you're a white male, get out of here. Uh, yeah, yeah. As if that isn't a racist and sexist thing to say. Well, the uh, funniest trigger I've ever... I guess it's not funny. Uh, the trigger in health class that we had was someone fainted when, when uh, we watched a video on first aid and there was the sight of blood and the poor guy fainted and he well, hurt that's, himself. That's not a, but that's wow. not a trigger, really, because that, that's a... Uh, Oh, it has a name. It's a biological response, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. Isn't that a, what triggers are, though? They they trigger. No, it's more like psychological or? psychological responses. Whereas that one's just a you know, it's a biological response. Some people just faint at the sight of blood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he would have said, "Oh, I need trigger warnings for that." It probably <laughs> didn't even know until you know maybe. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought yeah. that even if on film it would it would uh, cause someone to faint? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was a surprise. It was a big big guy too. I was I was in the uh, hospital. Uh, this was years ago, and I, with, with a guy that I know, he's a pretty highfalutin neurologist. And we were just walking along, and I, didn't, I had no idea where we were going. And we go into the basement of the hospital and go in through the doors, and here's this guy holding this elderly woman's brain in his hands. Oh like, gosh! Oh, well, now I know where I am. <laughs> I'm in the morgue. How did you know uh, it's the brain of an elderly woman? <laughs> because her open head was uh, on, oh. the, on the table. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, huh. she had Alzheimer's, and uh, uh, they were getting a sample for the Alzheimer's brain bank. Right. Good. No, but no, yeah, but, you might, I, next time, can you know, kind of tell me where we're going? Doesn't bother me, but you know, if, if if you know, I want my body to be donated to science. If some, you know, right? So good, good for that woman. Yeah. yeah. But is that common? I think you do have to get that Alzheimer test, or I don't know if you have to get it, but if they did an autopsy after the fact, I suppose if the family requested it, I don't know. Or well, she they, donated they her request, body to yeah, science. They would and request a sample from the family. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, Hamilton. Okay, so this so triggered <laughs> parent... All right, bye-bye. Um, <laughs> so okay. he lost. That's the he lost thing. his case. Yes, he lost. It was too much. So, yeah. Okay, now now prepare. Okay, I, we're going to do the, the whole regressive left files here. So here we go. The, the regressive, regressive left files. And in the Netherlands. Oh, here we go. The Sunday oh. Express. <laughs> Fury as watchdog says it's okay to send gay people death threats, but only if you're Muslim. Furious Dutch MPs have demanded an Im immediate public inquiry after government-backed watchdog said it was acceptable for Muslims to send gay people death threats. Uh, in a shocking move, the taxpayer-funded hotline said it would not pursue a criminal complaint over horrific messages from radical Islamists because the Quran says gay people can be killed. The disgraceful stance came to light when a member of the public complained about death threats posted to an online forum which called for homosexuals to be burned, decapitated, and slaughtered. 
Dutch MPs today reacted with horror to the revelations, demanding an immediate inquiry into the remarks and calling for the hotline to be stripped of public funding. Holy shit. (laughs) Like, seriously, holy shit. Publicly funded double standard. According to Dutch media advisors from the anti-discrimination bureau Mind, said that while homophobic abuse was usually a crime, it was justifiable if you were Muslim due to laws on freedom of religious expression. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's just, that blows my mind. Uh, They argued that the Quran says it's acceptable to kill people for being homosexual and so death threats towards gay people from Muslims could not be discriminatory. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how do you, how do you? The same way you can say that, you know, you can only be racist if you're white and you can only be, you know, yeah, everybody, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. This, this is as regressive as it gets. I mean, this is, this, this is Islamophilia. Okay. This is, this is what this is. Um, Or or enabling is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And in a jaw dropping email explaining why they could not take up the complaint, they wrote, Quote, the remarks must be seen in the context of religious beliefs in Islam, which juridically takes away the insulting character. Um, no. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> uh, nope, 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 nope. That's like claiming I'm an atheist, so it's perfectly legal for me to murder people. Like, what? Yeah, because we don't know any better. Yeah, I just, whoops, that should be fine. It's part of my uh, non-religion. <laughs> Yeah, and you wonder why uh, Geert, uh, Geert Wilders is set to uh, win in Dutch elections next year. I mean, he's a mm-hmm. alt- he's an alt writer, yeah, uh, right. and he's going to win. It's but, because of this but, bullshit. Yeah, but but you're alt left if you take away their rights to um, threaten death. Yeah, I haven't heard the term alt left until. Oh, I've I've seen it quite often now, especially okay. now that well, the alt right is trying to come claim that people like Democrats are alt left. Okay, I heard like regressive left, but not alt left. Alt left. It's it's yeah. new. It, it's a new label to basically call anything progressive, freaking terrible, <laughs> because it's not it's not uh, it's not anti-abortion. SJWs. So it's alt left. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's it's stupid. Uh, so far right politician Geert Wilders, whose party is expected to win next spring's general election, is currently on trial. Now get this. For inciting racial hatred after telling a rally there were too many Moroccans in the Netherlands. How does that compare to, hey, let's go out and kill a bunch of homosexual people? Well, it's unacceptable, nevertheless. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, but, but, I think there's a um, whatever it, degree there. Here. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it, what he said was racist. What they're doing are, are um, death threats. That's Yeah, you know. it's a big difference, you know. Yeah. You know, it's both are over the line, but let's face it, uh, one is clearly more lethal than the other. Well, yeah, and and I mean, in terms of freedom of speech, if you want to speak out and say, oh, this is what my religion says about gays, that's that's one thing. But if you threaten death, that's quite another. another. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And and all he's doing is just being racist, and he's not saying what to do with these people. Well, Uh, I I wouldn't say just being racist, because it's unacceptable. You know, like that kind of... Point taken, point taken. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. Uh, <laughs> but I get you know like we agree on the principle of it. I was being saying, relative you know? to the death threat thing. Yeah, That's what the just yeah. referred to. But uh, a spokesman for the Mind Hotline, as after all the hubbub, uh, admitted that after quote 
further research, unquote, of the issue, it had concluded <laughs> that the complaint had been, quote, unjustly assessed, unquote. Yeah, thank uh, I guess they need guidelines on these things now. Holy shit. I mean... <sighs> it, it's no longer common sense. I mean, it, it's it, after Cologne, I mean, all the uh, mob uh, uh, swarmings of women by, by young uh, Muslim men that happened in Cologne... I'm not that surprised. You know, it swarming. was all swept it's more under. like mass rape. Mass, mass rape, yeah. And yeah. I'm not and surprised not that this, this, this is minor. Either, but yeah. You know, Europe has to either start talking about this in a proper way, or you're going to see a very, very right-wing Europe in a, in a year or two. Yeah. Exactly. Well, especially when you hide it, you know, you know, the media was they, kind of um, silenced, they right? It. Until it got out, I guess, through social media. Yeah. But yeah. the media was just was staying thing. quiet about it. And now, you know, um, people are terrified of, you know, law authorities and stuff like that are terrified of enacting the law because they get, you know, regarded as racist, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think that's shit. true of, you know, p- p- police in the U.S. too. They're uh, afraid to, like that one woman who um, ended up getting shot because she didn't draw fast enough because she was so afraid that she would be, you know, deemed a racist and bring shame upon her, you know, department and stuff like that. The law is the law. People need to realize that. These people are not above the law just because they're not Christian or not atheist or not. Just because they're Islam does not mean they're above the law. Mm -hmm. If they're in that land, it's the law of the land. And tough shit. If you get called racist, you just say, no, it's our law. You came here, you live here, you follow the law. Yeah, but some people would prefer to change their laws rather than, um, you know, right? No. Crazy. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. But human rights are human rights. Or just ignore the law in fear of, um, you know, being regarded as as Islamophobes or racists. Yeah, that's, or whatever. that's, the whole that's thing, why right? it needs to get yeah. talked about because Brexit apparently so was more Brexit. The the no, the the, the let's leave Europe. <laughs> let's leave Brexit. One like they left because of those those um, occurrences in Paris. The Paris attacks too people became more that became the focus instead of changing the trade portion of it to make it better for britain that became the focus after the paris and then people didn't want people freely moving through europe they didn't want people coming to britain without extra you know scrutiny it changed what people were going to vote for it for brexit so yeah, it needs to be talked about because politics is going to get much worse for everybody if you're going to let the alt-right take over just because you're afraid. No, it, the law is the law and every single political party needs to start talking about it. Yeah, we can't just yeah. ignore this at, anymore. And uh, the vast majority of, you know, sort of, you know, the Syrian refugees, there's been no problem here. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not unaware of any problems that they've caused. You're still going to have more toddlers killing people with their guns than you're going to have refugees. Yeah. Not to mention, um, not oh, only are they yeah. not causing any problems, but they've you know done things like help fundraise for Fort McMurray and and been yeah. you know like engaged and and um, um, participating in, in in Canadian culture. Right? They're very much you know and becoming a fiber get, of our society. That needs to get the attention as well. <clears throat> that needs to be talked about. Yeah, radicalization yeah. It happens to people who are who grew up uh, in Western countries. Um, yeah. Often they're white, mm-hmm. you know, white young white men, and we can't young we can't say that everybody men. that's going to come in the country is going to be a, a jihadist if we're basically raising jihadists. Yeah, there's young white men from Calgary that have run off to join Absolutely. ISIS. 
Yeah, Calgary's a hotbed for some reason. As is and Mississauga. Girls running off to marry. Oh yeah. Oh, God, like those, those are yeah. stupid. I, yeah. Uh, what goes through their minds to do that? Um, Freedom. So many of them have died trying and to escape. They, they get promises of being treated like princesses. They don't understand the reality until they get there. An adventure. Yeah, you know, yeah it's very romanticized. Was right. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, moving on. I guess uh, here's a. It was an article that uh, one of our Facebook friends posted. Uh, on her page, and it's from the Global Mail uh, by Margaret Went. Uh, the radicals have taken over. Academic extremism comes to Canada, and in it, mm-hmm. there is a uh, story. It's one of one of a number of stories, but the, I had to had to go looking deeper. So um, it starts. I, I bet the poor guy never saw it coming until recently. Oh, I will put it up on the. YouTube page. Until recently, Henry Parada was director of the School of Social Work at Ryerson University, Toronto's big downtown commuter school. His career was going well, and he got major research grants. How do you get research grants? And so I don't know. Uh, now he has mm-hmm. stepped aside after a handful of students calling themselves the Black Liberation Collective ugh, accused him of a quote a violent act of anti-blackness, misogyny, and here's your second new word for the day, misogynoir. <laughs> What? (laughs) It's Chris. (laughs) Well, and and by the way, the way you get grants is you apply for them. Yeah, well, I know that. But who who do you apply to? (laughs) Yeah, who gave it? Quite often, often on behalf of you know entire teams of people for which the grad students are being you know paid out of that and that kind of thing, right? So you might get a million dollar grant, but you're probably hiring a bunch of grad students and really not making any money yourself on it. It's not. It's not like you keep you pocket the money. That's, no. that's for Nobel Prizes. Uh, but hey, misogynoir, that, that is basically being, uh, hating black women. I, I, I no, how'd yeah. they prove that? No, no. What, you're talking about <laughs> social justice warriors. They don't prove anything. <laughs> so what was this act? It I, seems... I don't know. I, th- I think that um, misogyny and racism are definitely things. They are things, just, absolutely. You know, yeah, but, yeah, but you I'm don't assume that. <laughs> However... <laughs> But in this case, it's a little top. Oh, this one, this one, yeah, this one definitely takes the cake. But there's, a, I'm, I'm, I have to admit to a lot of Schadenfreude in this whole thing. So, uh, <laughs> so what was this act? It seems that he left a meeting where a black female speaker was giving a talk. Oh, that was it. The first thing that came that's to my it. mind was, oh God, the poor guy probably had to pee. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, yeah. exactly. Well, nobody asked. We don't know. Yeah. Nobody bothered yeah. to ask and him. He's not and then he gets attacked. Uh, so what yeah. happened next won't surprise anyone who has been tracking the steady rise of authoritarian illiberalism. I like that because that's exactly what it is. It's not liberalism. <laughs> On the left. Thank you. The Black Liberation Collective. Oh, God. Idiots. At Ryerson, which has perhaps the most diverse student body in the nation, issued an escalating series of rants demanding immediate action to address his crimes. <laughs> along with institutional racism in general. Uh, students disrupted faculty meetings. The administration has issued the standard non-response. Basically, it values diversity and inclusion and is looking into the matter. Uh, yeah, but really, as she said, writes here, it doesn't matter what Professor Parada did. He's a white man and therefore guilty. Yeah, uh, yeah I think in this case, they, she's pretty much hit the nail on the head because well, I've, they're just, I've looked into this. And they're giving the alt-right freaking ammo. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Come on. And they're moving work. they're moving, you know, leftists like us to have to defend 
um, you know, the right wingers from time to time because they're the ones that are saying shit that needs to be said. Yeah. And I don't like that. I, that. I'm not defending. I'm not defending the right at all. I'm just saying this is wrong. That's no, it. I'm not. De- you know, I'm, I guess I'm not defending the, the right so much as defending. Sometimes they say something that, you know, defending the claims. Right. Yeah. Um, the fact that people aren't speaking out that need to be speaking out on the left. And, uh, you know, these are the voices that we hear and we can't say, oh, no, they're wrong when they're not wrong. They're, they're going to feel justifiably affronted. Yeah, and I mean, this is referred to as an act of violence when he just left, Ew. you know, a violent act of anti-blackness, misogyny, and misogyny. Well, you, you read it already. Misogynoir. Misogynoir. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Put that in your ver- vocabulary. Uh, <laughs> no, re- thank Reader's you. Digest. Reader's Digest. <laughs> I just want to unread that. Improve your vocabulary. That's, that's like bad French. <laughs> <laughs> misogynoir. That sounds like, yeah. a, like a, a, a new perfume. <laughs> Oh, or a lovely yes. wine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to make some <laughs> joke about, you know, Massage Noir by, I was going to say Coco Chanel, but. <laughs> well, Coco, I'm probably Coco allergic to it already. Coco with an A. Uh, that was a big, I like to pour I'm myself terrible. a glass of it, actually. Yeah. It sounds like a nice it's red wine. Or white. <laughs> it, it can't be white. It has to be red. Well, that's why you spell yeah, it C O C O A, not C O C O. Burgundy. <laughs> yes, Kitty. I'm, I'm going to get to it. would be funny if it was white. I just anyway, want to open a vineyard so, now to. Uh, <laughs> so here's the 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 eye opener, which is uh, some paper. Right? I don't know what it is, but anyway, Black Liberation Collective. What a stupid name! And Indigenous Students Rising is another. <laughs> they actually call themselves. I don't school. know. They're Protest okay. School of Social Work. Oh come on, well, Black Liberation look, Coll- Collective. Come on, it does that's sound a bit terrible. <laughs> But, you know, I wouldn't begrudge people from naming their groups. It's the act of the group that is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that the, the name you give it is not going to get mocked. Uh, uh, so they send a letter, they send a letter, blah, blah, blah. And in this, it corroborated everything that uh, Went wrote, that they never asked. They never, you know, why did you leave? As if it's any of their business. Uh, he maybe he got a page you know it's it's absolutely outrageous but when you get to this okay uh this is from the national post and this is uh christy blatchford writing and if you take a look at their their website okay falling victim to school's obligatory blah blah to human rights a classic of modern canadian university soft think this is by christy blatchford now this is where the schadenfreude comes in because if you go to their webpage, that school's webpage, it says things like, we acknowledge that our, our school is on the land of the Mississaugas of New Credit. What the hell is New Credit? Uh, we support the struggles of indigenous populations nationally and globally for indigenous sovereignty and their collective rights. And the, it goes on later on, uh, we educate about the intersectionality and interlocking of oppressions and seek to address their causes. We stand with communities and populations that experience oppression and marginalization, including poverty, exploitation, and domination, and seek to work with all those committed to the advancement of anti-oppression slash anti-racism, anti-colonialism slash decolonization, feminism, anti-capitalism, queer and trans liberation struggles, issues in disability and madness. And you noted that they actually have that somebody capitalized. Uh, among other that? social justice struggles. So, wow. ugh, this is the the guy that Prada, Parada, I, I said Prada, Parada uh, was basically resigning from a school which 
created these monsters. You see that? You know That's what? sad. I, I, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that this can affect other parts of the university where, you know, like the sci- even the sciences, I'd be like wringing my hands in glee. <laughs> this yeah. is just self-cannibalization. Oh, it, it's just... Well... The poor guy, though, you know, I, I feel bad for him. But in terms of the, I, I get where you're coming from in terms of, you know, creating its own monster, basically, right? Yeah, he's part of the, it. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to be more diplomatic, but yeah. And here's the, here's, here's the part <laughs> you really love the most. I mean, because I know you love th- these so much. As a community of people connected to the School of Social Work, we agree that we will address microaggression as it occurs and discuss how we might be implicated in acts of microaggression. I mean, I know you love my. Looks like they so. trained their students well. Holy man! They, they forgot the whole evidence portion, but whatever. How did this happen? You know, like, where did this come from? Where, where's, uh, well. <sighs> Maybe it is a little too politically correct, but it still doesn't mean the all right is right. Yeah, for sure. Of course not. And it's not like we're not speaking out against it, and it's not like no. it's not shooting them in the feet. <laughs> there's there's people that are speaking out against both, uh, you know, regressive yeah. left and the alt right. So yeah. it's not like there's not a lot of middle ground there. We need a middle ground. Yeah. Well, um, Margaret went. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. May I just ask, why the hell did they a call it madness and b capitalize it? <laughs> and and it's in the context issues and disability and it's issues and disability and madness, and they've lumped them together in the same category. So I can only assume it means people who have it's like an 18th you know century mental. Word. For yeah, madness. madness capitalized. Yeah. Like how that how how insulting is that? So people that have you know you know suffer from depression and shit like that are suddenly mad madness they're suffering from madness maybe they were talking about the 80s group madness you know uh, <laughs> you know uh, uh, that that whole our house thing on the oh, middle okay. of the yeah. street <laughs> our <laughs> house in the middle of a... so they really like madness okay totally uh, <laughs> I'm, triggered. I'm triggered by that word <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no. You don't get to be triggered. Twilight is, is the perpetually triggered. You're, you're the internally yeah, I do. I get to be triggered because, you know what? I like to have myself triggered because it makes me bloody well think, right? I don't hide from being triggered. I I embrace it. I look for opportunities to be triggered I have to try that's to what it means it. to grow. You only you know, get to, to be to... triggered through internal misogyny. That's it. <laughs> Today. I, I, I okay. get to try to hide from my triggers. I'm just a bigot, I, I, so, <laughs> and we'll get to why in a minute. But okay. uh, what she, to answer that question, though, uh, I think, uh, oh, I keep forgetting her name. Sorry, Margaret went. Uh, she says, uh, university campuses have always leaned a little left. But in the 1990s, as the previous generation of academics was replaced by baby boomers, they began to lean dramatically left. The humanities and social sciences were colonized by an unholy alliance of post-structuralists and Marxists, people who believe that Western civilization is a corrupt patriarchy that must be dismantled. Uh, so according to... Uh, uh, what did... Uh, oh, uh, Jordan Peterson says this. Quote, engineers and scientists are interested in things. They say, you guys are all insane, just leave us the hell alone, unquote. And Mm. by the time they look up, the power positions have been taken over by the radicals. Well, I think it's a little unfair to the science people because they have no control over hiring practices of social sciences. Exactly. I I think it's being implied that that, um, it's being, you know, penetrated into other fields, if I'm interpreting it that way. Uh, I don't know. It's not that I know of, but... But the arts, yes. I mean, the arts are definitely. Yeah, it seems the instructors and faculty need to be taught some middle ground. So, yeah, that's. 
it's happening up here. So, folks. Uh, oh, you know, uh, before we go, uh, there's a bunch of uh, uh, demands by the Indigenous Students Rising group. Uh, I just want to read a couple of them. They want. Where is that? Uh, it's on their Facebook page. Uh, I'll just read, I'll just read a couple out to you guys. They want land acknowledgments should be compulsory at the beginning of every semester in every classroom in Ryerson. Further, there should be an explanation of why this land acknowledgement is a necessary and indisputable part of curriculum at Ryerson. I would say it's neither necessary <laughs> or, nor anything else. What do they else. mean by land acknowledgements? Well, that the, the university is on Indian land, blah, blah, blah. Oh. Uh, but and, what will that accomplish? Oh, dick all, I'm sure. Uh <laughs> To serve as a reminder, I suppose, right? Which is fair, yeah. although I, I think it would be Come better on. used as a, um, I guess, a recruiting tool because I think that would, you know, like in their their yeah. um, PR PR type materials to recruit students and that kind of thing. But in terms of making people sign or acknowledge in an unofficial way, maybe sure. when you apply, you could sign and say, I, I appreciate that this is blah, 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 or whatever, but to have it every That's term. Cool. How many people yeah. do you think are yeah. going to want to go to Ryerson when they have to discuss uh, microaggressions uh, and they have to be taken up in every classroom. Yeah, that's, you know. Well, I guess, I guess <laughs> I enrollment going to that will university. just drop. Was it uh, Mizzou where the enrollment dropped quite drastically? Yes, yes. Yeah. It was. Mizzou yeah, so, was just... Yeah. Maybe yeah. they should why, figure why out they this stuff working. Um, yeah. <laughs> it could be a better way. Uh, you know, it's just... Increase funding earmarked for Indigenous and Black students in the social, School of Social Work to further efforts in anti-colonialism, decolonization, and confronting anti-Black racism and anti-Native racism. Now, the last one I'll give them, but really, mm-hmm. anti-colonialism. What is colonialism again? Like when you take over territory of somebody else and, you know, rip, rip them of their culture but, and that kind of thing. But- so I don't know. I think it's I fair to talk works. about that and just teach it. In, just in, word it you know, better. The only way you're going to get us right? to decolonize is to ship us back to Europe. I, I, I like that idea, though. I, do, <laughs> I think I want to go, but only if the alt right doesn't take over. Exactly. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of similar demands. It's just it's the tail wagging the dog, right? It's yeah. it's it's what it's happening in, in universities. It's the tail wagging the dog. It's ridiculous. These people were disruptive. Uh, I would have given them a warning and I say, you do this again, you're expelled. Yeah, and that's up to the no, vice not presidents and the presidents and the faculty to start addressing it more. But they won't, you know, it gets, I don't know, the, the universities just don't seem to want to antagonize anybody. Uh, they want to accommodate everyone and you're just not going to be able to do it. No. When one side wants ridiculous things, you can't do it. You can't allow it. Yeah, I mean, this uh, Henry Parada, um, he's resigned, but he hasn't um, yeah, made he's any still statements and that kind of thing, right? So he, yeah, he's, they've tried they to want him to apologize as well, but will he do it? That should be interesting. I apologize hey, for having to go to the bathroom. What? Yeah, really. <laughs> what does he need to apologize for? Like, and they wanted him to. Be, they also yeah. wanted him to to tell what he did wrong. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. he didn't do anything. In their wrong. words. In, in the words that they're feeding him, supposedly yeah, exactly. to compose yes, this They're going to tell him what he did wrong, and he's going to have to to parrot it back. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's, it's the narrative, right? They want it's him terrible. to adopt the narrative to you know formulate this apology, and uh, yeah, well, um, it'll be interesting. To lost see. somebody good. So, well, he's no, he's still on faculty, so yeah, he just resigned the, from the head of the school. Uh, but that, yeah, they're it'll not be interesting be to see what he does. Yeah, 
uh, staying quiet is probably like, can you not. Can imagine good the good. culture there right now, though, around him? <sighs> and who's going to take up the position that he resigned for ushers? Fuck, wouldn't want that position. Yeah. <laughs> After this, really? Yeah, no kidding. Seriously, yeah. No, the dangerous, dangerous thing to do. Like, like don't uh, do to others that you don't want them doing to you. Hello. Yeah. 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 Very dangerous job. <sighs> But my, my sympathy is greatly tempered by the fact that he was part of the cause. So Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Start addressing. They eat their own. <laughs> hey people. <laughs> All right, so Well the, uh, the poor guy's just a cog in the wheel in that sense, right? Like this is a much bigger thing than just Oh, I think you're being charitable. That particular department. Well, no, it's pervasive throughout, you know, I would say sure Western academia, right? So he's just a he's just a cog, he's just a scapegoat. I do feel bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear you. I but hear I'm you. a bastard, so <laughs> I'm a bigot. Well, you're a bigot. I'm a bigot. Yeah, yeah. Bigot. against that white dude. It's my my internalized misogyny that you know makes yes. me uh, say these things. <laughs> I'm just baffly triggered and hiding in my safe space. So, so we come to a happy story in the regressive left files. A very happy oh. story. I love this. I, I was triggered. I admit it when I first saw this, <laughs> and but then. Events unfolded, which made it much more interesting. So there was an uh, article published in The Guardian. Uh, let me put it up on the screen there for people who are probably not there to watch it. But this is why you go to the YouTube to watch our podcast so you can see what we're looking at. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's in The Guardian, and it's titled, Alt-Right Online Poison Nearly Turned Me Into a Racist, and it's uh, oh, authored, right. authored by Anonymous. <laughs> And there's this wonderful right. picture of Milo Yiannopoulos, <laughs> super gay dude, uh, and he's speaking at a Trump event. Ugh. Anyway, uh, it's just it, it's interesting because it describes this descent into the seventh level of hell, uh, starting with uh, watching Sam Harris videos and then moving on to Milo Yiannopoulos <laughs> and then becoming an alt-right bigot. Uh, and... <laughs> So he starts seeing anti-SJW uh, videos, and he said they were shocking at first, but always presented an innocuous criticism from people claiming to be liberals themselves or centrists, sometimes just a regular conservative, but never ever identifying as the alt dreaded alt-right. You know, so this is kind of like the gateway to hell. Uh, for three months, I watched this stuff grow steadily more fearful of Islam. Not Muslims, they would usually say. Individual Muslims are fine, but Islam was presented as a threat to Western civilization. Fear-mongering content was presented in a compelling way by charismatic people who would distance themselves from the very movement of which they were a part. At the same time... Wait, the like FTSG, Sam Harris? Yeah, well, Sam Harris is the, is the, the first step uh, on, the, on the staircase to hell. So, so who, are, who are these people he's talking about? So these are anti-SJWs. Oh, kind of like, like us. us? Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we're somewhat... I don't think I'm an anti-SJW because I think uh, we're all on this... We're all well, trying to, you know, like when we talk about social justice, the term has uh, gotten so poisoned. Of course I want to advance social justice. I just yes. disagree with the way that some of the, my fellow people on the left are, are you know, behaving and... and you know, when I, again, I, I want to remind everybody where the term regressive left came from. It came from Majid Nawaz because he felt betrayed by leftists who were coming to defend people who were speaking out against the claims of, of you know, of, of Islam and that kind of thing, right? People yeah. that are, you know, like Ayan Hirsi Ali, Majid Nawaz, people that are trying to bring awareness to the issues and then, you know, 
and they're being thrown under the bus by people that should be on their side, right? Yeah. So I don't yeah. consider myself an anti-SJW. I just want to call out my own, essentially. And right? people are saying we aren't, but we are. Well, yeah, we are. And maybe a couple of years ago, I would have been afraid to even, you know, say these things, but it's just too much. It's time. Mm-hmm. We can't be quiet anymore. But now we have to follow the slippery slope argument that Randy's developing yeah, that's for us here. What we're describing here. <laughs> but it continues on. And this is the part that should have, it kind of did register, but I, I was still stuck in this idea that this was actually a real article. So here, here's where, okay. where I should have picked up on, on this as a clue. And it's, he says, <laughs> giving it away. He says, on one occasion, I even, I am ashamed to admit, very diplomatically expressed negative sentiments on Islam to my wife. Nothing overtly <laughs> racist, just some of the innocuous type of things the YouTubers had presented. Islam isn't compatible with Western civilization. And uh, she was taken aback. Isn't that a bit right wing? Uh, well, I'm more a, a left leaning centrist. PC culture has gone too far. We should be able to discuss these things without shutting down the conversation by calling people racist or bigots. And the indoctrination was complete. The indoctrination. Nation was complete. I'm so over the top. Why did, I should have known. I should have known that that was so over the top. That's just way too. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, so <laughs> uh, so there's a uh, a couple of days later, uh, Majid Nawaz uh, posts on. Ah, there it is. He posts on Twitter. It appears the Guardian and uh, Glenn Greenwald got mon- monumentously trolled by Godfrey Elwick, Elfwick, who wrote oh. that Guardian piece to satirize the Guardian. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> Godfrey Elfwick, who has a history of doing this kind of thing, uh, admitted to being the author of it. He said, okay, I hold my hands up. I wrote this. Alt-right online <laughs> poison nearly. Yeah, yeah. So, and he keeps, he, he hasn't uh, reneged that. So he hasn't, uh, uh, you know, said that he hasn't written it since. And so this is but, just awesome. But has has he presented any evidence to support that he? You know, uh, because I've heard people say that did he really, or is it just taking he, credit? He does for have it a draft. So he does have a draft okay. of it, but I I don't know. That's that's as much as I I've seen. So if this is true, uh, this is if just, it's true, it's hilarious. It's epic. <laughs> it is epic, and uh, I have just one one thing to uh, to say to that. Uh, We're not worthy. <laughs> So, yeah, we're not worthy. And uh, so Glenn Greenwald, he's this left-wing uh, journalist, and he's he, he's he is doubling down. You know. Oh. Uh, yeah, a liberal. He he actually got suckered. He, he writes in Twitter. Uh, a liberal writes in the Guardian how he was radicalized by Sam Harris into full-scale hate mongering against Muslims. <laughs> <laughs> and he tweeted yeah. it to Harris too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he he was getting pretty harshly treated, and he says, "Yes, everyone who criticizes Father Sam is a shameful liar. That's what no makes it a cult." Try reading the article. Uh, yeah, the article was <laughs> fake, dude. The article is a poem. <laughs> it's a poem. It's a complete poem, and he says it and doesn't matter you. whether it's fake or not. And I'm like, you. You're missing the point. Yeah. If you believe what's in there, you're mock worthy. (laughs) Yes. He of all people would fall for that. Yeah. It it was just, oh, yeah. So they really. You were were justifiably outraged. He was sucked right in and loved every minute of it. (laughs) (laughs) So it it was, uh, he actually caught somebody else in the net. 
So it was it was oh, wonderful. Yeah. So hopefully <laughs> this is actually true. It, it is uh, a true Poe, and I would love to get him on the the podcast because it. <laughs> It was it was posted as anonymous. Is, That's what tipped me off. I was like, yeah. "This is crap." <laughs> but it's so well. Written. I just kind of. I just love it. Yeah, I, I scanned through it. I didn't read it in depth, and I I, I thought it was real too. So you know, I didn't. Yeah. I was like, "This is ridiculous." There is it, well, yeah, it, it was certainly ridiculous. ridiculous. It know? was ridiculous. Yeah. There's no way this person was radicalized by Sam frickin' Harris. Yeah, so I, I love it. that. Oh, he said bad things about Islam. Therefore, he's a bigot. Well, and there's enough people on my Facebook making fun of people who won't criticize Islam. So, of course, it's going to suck in people that are, you know. Suckers? On, okay. <laughs> so, Steve Shives, does this not sound like something Steve Shives would write? So, you know. <laughs> what? Steve Shives. Steve Shives writing this article? No, I'm saying that oh. somebody like Steve Shives might also be. I could conceivably, you know, think of somebody. Well, you know. People that have been taken so far to that extreme that they would, uh, you know, <laughs> I shouldn't say it. Um, when your wife says, oh, isn't that sounding a little bit rightist or something? Whatever, yeah. right? Uh, right oh, wing, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Uh, oh, no, I've seen the maybe light. A, maybe I'm a right wing oh, my God, I'm being an asshole or whatever, right? What's that? Don't criticize maybe, Islam. Don't criticize Islam. Maybe, yeah. maybe right, being right wing is a turn on for her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, then. he might. He might have. No, I'm. I'm, I'm just saying something. that he used to be quite. He was, you know, involved in the drama hum and things and all this kind of stuff. You know, a couple, three years back, and now he's just, just like this. I hate just like that this drama. Sort of Maybe it's even a mockery of him, to be honest. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it, it is. He actually gives the source for uh, his inspiration, and it was some other Muslim writer for for. Uh, oh darn it! If you go to his. Uh, Twitter page. He actually gives you the the uh, inspiration. Uh, I have the opposite problem, and I love my friends to bits. But if I don't criticize Islam as long uh, uh, while I'm crit- criticizing like alt rights, then they think I'm not giving them equal time or something. <laughs> Silencing. It's like, dudes, you don't have to worry about me. I will criticize Islam. Okay. Yeah, and you'll criticize the alt right too. We'll we'll all do that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not yeah. leaving immune. one out if I'm talking about the other guys, all right? You don't have to slam me every time. Yeah. <laughs> well, so when I put this up on on the Facebook page, uh, I wrote a, a thing. But at the time, I thought it was still uh, – I still thought it was real. And so, I, <laughs> yes. you know, I had some things to say about uh, being an anti-SJW, and which I am. Um, not anti-social justice, just necessarily though i hate the term now because it has become so like you mentioned before it's become so poisoned mm-hmm. um it's uh you know and I, I mentioned that i i don't i have a problem with uh black lives matter i, I do i think i think they're an ineffective with some of their tactics they're ineffective yeah. and their tactics and i don't even they're, they're about political power they're not about uh policy change um and so this one person here uh, Coda Alexander Gashi, and I am naming you because it's on the uh, podcast page, and I reserve the right mm-hmm. to name anybody who posts on there. He said, "Damn, <laughs> didn't know I was on a bigot page. I'll block you now. You can go back to yes, yelling at bigot. the wall. Hope you can get a girlfriend someday." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How old are you, Randy? <laughs> <laughs> old enough to have been married quite a while. Uh, my wife. <laughs> and what, my what wife, did I say? Maybe you should ask oh, Rhonda yeah. about that, or oh, I, oh, no, you know, yeah, one of yeah, those she, pussies you're always grabbing. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you bigot. 
So, so my <laughs> wife comes on and says, uh, I am at a loss for what to say. My wife, I, sorry, honey, Rhonda comes on. Uh, I'm being too possessive there. Anyone who knows Randy at all knows what he's really like, what he's really all about. I don't think he even jokes about sexism or misogyny. As for pussy grabbing, I won't go there. LOL. So there you go. Coda, screw you. It's like, I'm sorry for implicating. Listen to a few podcasts before you judge on no one kidding. post. Good God. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. No. Yep. Jumping to conclusions like that, it's become the the Facebook um, right. I've got a couple of these Glenn Greenwald things. Oh, here's here's the one. Sam Harris comes on, and uh, Sam Harris says uh, to Glenn Greenwald, "This appears to have been a hoax, Glenn. You retweeted it three times to seven hundred seventy nine thousand people." Got anything to say? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, Glenn, so Glenn Greenwald replies, I don't work at the Guardian, Sam. If they were careless or defrauded by your adherent and say so, I'll note it. They haven't. Wow. Uh, and, huh. and people were just gang, <laughs> just ganging up on Greenwald. Trying to pin, pin the uh, blame on me for a Guardian article because I'm an official enemy of Father Sam shows why this cult is, is hated. Wow. <laughs> oh, Evie. Uh, Just remember, bigots and and triggers and you know all of us. We we turn everybody into racists. Yeah, <laughs> good oh, God, that's just too funny. So that's all I got for tonight. Oh no, um, I think we have one more about the Fidel Castro. Unless I oh, missed we can it, talk about yeah, late. we can talk about Fidel. Yeah, Fidel. Yeah, uh, Trudeau's. Uh, yeah, Trudeau's Trudeau. tweets. Uh, Trudeau, you went too far into the Castro love. Yeah, well, you know, the, the Trudeau family does have a, a history with the, the Castro. Castro so, and that was after he, he got slapped down for almost yeah. getting Cuba nuked, okay? So he was a bad little dictator, Just and triggered. now he's being a good little dictator. But don't forget, he used to be a bad little dictator, and he's still not great. There's a lot of people in that country, and if you listen to CBC, that whole country, the way they... It's communist. They only divvy out so much in wages. People are starving. People are into prostitution. People are stealing cigars to sell on the street to survive. It is not some goddamn socialist paradise. Wow, that's a triggering. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Trudeau went too damn far. Yeah, yeah, he did. And, you know, the, the he did not treat the LGBT community well, uh, Castro. Yeah. No. Uh, Anti-intellectuals. There's there's some of the diaspora that I say go to hell because they were part of Batista, Batista's uh, entourage. You know, Batista, uh, you know, ruled that country basically like his own personal bank account. And, and unfortunately, it was ruled by he was mob. a bad little dictator too. It was terrible. Uh, you know, every all the big decisions. Mean Castro's the mob, better. That's right. But all the big decisions uh, that the mob made were all done in Havana. And so, wow. like Jimmy Hoffa being offed, that, was, that decision was made in Havana, and so uh, there was a coup attempt, and he basically decimated his officer corps, and left that left him open to Castro and Guevara, and yeah. these aren't nice people either. Uh, there's no. a lot of blame to go around because I I don't agree with American foreign policy with regard to Cuba. Well, and the problem is, I think is it has not worked in 50 years. It doesn't have you USA knew, USA knew beforehand. They had the intelligence beforehand to know. That Castro would work with Russia, and that's the and thing. Lo and they, behold, they missed they an did. opportunity. They they could have, mm -hmm. uh, you know, worked with Castro and 
kept Russia out of it. Instead, they basically forced Castro towards the Soviet Union. Okay. Yeah, because when I said, what do you mean? I was thinking of the more recent initiatives by Obama to, uh, no, no. you know, bridge those no, that was um, up. Yeah. relationships. No, with stuff, the Bay right? of Pigs. So, with the yeah, Bay of Pigs. Yeah, this is the 60s. I mean, the USA saw the relationship. Get with the times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Old, well, no, no, tell no. that to the Castros. This is, this is what's pissing me off about people that are justifying this freaking... Um, takeover of Castro. Like, sure, the USA didn't want him either, but they weren't exactly, you know, if you're going to work with the guy who, Batista, who is working with the USA, or Castro, the guy who wants to work with Russia and get nuclear arms stuck on Cuba. Like, I mean, what do you do? What do you do? And sure, how much do you interfere? How much don't you interfere? And then after that, sure. I don't really understand the relationship between Castro and Canada. I really don't. But it's kind of sickening in a way. And it's kind of sad that Trudeau has brought this upon us. Well, it's, uh, you mean the Pierre Trudeau, not uh, Justin. And uh, now Justin giving yeah, him way Justin. too much love. Uh, well, I yeah, think it wasn't was such a bad thing that we didn't, you know, um, you know, Canadians were allowed to travel there. So we got to support the tourist industry and and we weren't alienating them from our culture and us from them, I suppose, right? In that sense, like... Unfortunately, with that tourism industry, there's corruption. Only certain course, people are yeah. allowed to have but access I, to tourist dollars. Yeah. Um, but we didn't alienate ourselves from them entirely like the U.S. did, I suppose. Yeah, I think right? that's a mistake. Yeah. Have. Like, and I think that's better. How do, you, how do you support a dictator and justify it? You don't support them, you're, you, but you don't cut yourself completely off from them. Yeah, you don't punish it's the not people in the country. The people are getting punished leader. anyways. They're getting yeah, punished but we shouldn't. I know, but tourism, to, to, you know, to, provides to dollars for people. And, you know, um, the U.S. was restricted from touring down there, you know, to going there, right? The American citizens, American yeah, people, very good right? reason. So, <laughs> well, they, they imposed sanctions because, well, what was that whole thing called when they were bringing well, the arms over and they had that whole huge, embargo. what was that? It wasn't sanctions. It was, it was a full-out embargo. Which is another because one of these uh, things that are that are absolutist, and I, I don't, you know, even with Iran, we <laughs> we 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 deal with them, right? Like we lift sanctions gradually, as, as you know, in, in exchange. Well, maybe for Kennedy should have put a time frame around it, but they're dealing with it now with Obama. So that the, yeah, but it's that whole thing called Trump. when. When Russia was coming over and uh, Kennedy was going to nuke Cuba. Oh, it was Bay, of, Bay of Pigs. No, no, no not Bay of Pigs. Bay of Pigs uh, was before. Oh, sorry. This, Cuban this missile was crisis. after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cuban Missile Crisis, right? That's it. Thank you. Yeah. So because of that, they were, there was some punishment. <laughs> and then, so yeah, basically no, we help support a dictator. We're not really supporting their people. Their people are suffering regardless of whether our tourist dollars go there. Because guess who gets the tourist dollars? <laughs> the Castro crowd if you've re if you've read um uh, uh animal farm it's precisely like that so that's the, 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 the general population really, does not benefit from the tourist dollars the thing that really pissed me off okay, but Oops. i still think um canada had the better position than the u.s i think Right. We're nicer people. However, we're still supporting. Well, we're more neutral. We're still supporting corruption. Yeah. So don't idealize the but dictatorship. We, every country <laughs> has this corruption and and not know, to that. that thing, right? It's not not to that degree. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Castro's still a fucker. The government's still bad. The dictatorship is still awful. 
Um, mm -hmm. It sucks for the people. However, do does the unit U.S. interfere now? Obama has opened things up, so I, I will say that's better. But the people are not better off to this day, and the thousands and I'd say millions that died trying to cross over in the boats to to escape the poverty. No, not millions, and not because no. of the USA, because of the <clears throat> dictatorship. Not just poverty, probably threats of their lives and stuff like that too. Yeah, it yeah. is a dictatorship. Yeah. You don't speak yeah. out against Castro. You don't make more money than you're supposed to. You are. If you're starving, you starve. You don't complain. So, but they are allowed to start small businesses now, if I'm not mistaken. You have to be a certain. You have to apply for certain things. There's certain laws against it. There's all. Oh, it's horrible. It's a baby step. I don't think they're with these people running things. I'm not sure Castro's brother is going to be any better because they quite enjoy being billionaires. These yeah. Castro was freaking rich. The family is rich. The elites are rich. The, they're still the majority. They're starving. So, and they quite enjoy having. <laughs> the power they do, the people that are in power, the people that are rich, and they will keep the people down, the majority. So, yeah. So, yeah, what Castro really, died. Not much will change. Yeah, what really ticked me off was people saying, oh, they had uh, uh, improved healthcare and schools and blah, blah, no. blah. Yeah, you can do that no. without all the uh, bad stuff like firing squads. No, yeah. it's their healthcare is not great. Their education is not great. If you go there and See for yourself, if you listen to CBC News, if you listen to the people, there's no freaking paradise there, medical, educational, or otherwise. If you get trained as a doctor, you get peanuts. You'll get more stealing money from your brother who works at the Cuban, um, you know, the factory and st steals some cigars. And one guy panhandles now. He makes more money than what he got educated for. So, But you can't take tourist dollars and take them to the bank and cash them in unless you have a certain kind of ID. So it's pretty stringent there on how much money you can make ever. Okay. So we triggered her. <laughs> triggered Twilight. All podcast long. And Trudeau didn't, um, did he address that other than just kind of doubling down or dismissing He's, the criticism? Uh, like, no, he I didn't that, really that follow that up. Castro was a, a dictator and, and, you know, but he didn't, uh, I don't know. It wasn't very satisfactory. <laughs> oh, yeah. the most ridiculous thing that came out of this so far? Okay, so Trudeau and his wife got married. They they had their little honeymoon in BC. Nine months later, they had Justin. Oh, and yeah. his brother came <laughs> along. So there's pictures of Trudeau holding... Uh, no, uh, you mean Castro, Castro holding Justin Trudeau's yeah. brother, who is now dead. And they're trying to say that's our prime minister, and uh, Mrs. Trudeau had a baby with Castro. Yeah, it's just dumb. It's, it was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> But that what is was crazy. Something that was uh, really funny that came out of this was the uh, Trump, uh, not Trump, uh, Trudeau eulogies. Uh, oh, <laughs> here, here's, yeah. here's one from Jason Markusoff from, from McLean's magazine. While controversial, Darth Vader achieved great heights in space construction and played a formative role in his son's life. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, I'm Andrew, sorry, Trudeau, you deserve that. Andrew Coyne from the National Post. While a controversial figure, even detractors recognize Pol Pot encourages renewed contact between city and countryside. Uh -huh. <laughs> this is why I'm not very happy with Trudeau right now. <laughs> so there was a lot of jokes going on about uh, his eulogies and... <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty bad. Even Marco Rubio heard about it and said, uh, is this a real statement or a parody? Because if, it, if this is a real statement from the PM of Canada, it is shameful and embarrassing. Yeah, I, I have to agree with Rubio on this. 
Yeah. It's not that. See, there's not this unholy lens. Yeah, I have to actually agree with somebody from the from the it's Republican like, thanks, Party. Thanks, Trudeau. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Trudeau. All right. Uh, uh, that's all I got. Sounds good. Um, the Dakota Pipeline. They have Obama has signed something blocking the the pipeline from going forward through underneath that lake. Yeah. And such. So they're they're going to work on a reroute and other things. But for now, um, the natives are calling it a win. Yeah, they so are. That's all I got. Rerouting it seems like a very reasonable thing to do to me. And Obama had said previously, they're going to, you know, this, is a, this is what you do. And this yeah. is, I'm going to sign something, making sure. So good. All right. Well, I think we're, we're good. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night. Yeah. You've been listening to The Legion of Reason, coming to you from Calgary, Canada. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please consider reviewing us on iTunes. Music was provided by Dean Morrison and Graham Hill and used with permission.